0: This week on the Body Science Podcast, Luke Mathers, author of Stress Teflon. How are you, mate? Very well. Thanks, Rick. And uh, you want to talk about an interesting topic that you're getting hit up a lot in the corporate world about. It's how to use friction in your environment to make bad habits difficult and good habits easy. That's a mouthful. Let's get into it.
1: Welcome to the Body Science Podcast, bringing you everything you need, want, and should know about health, fitness, nutrition, and training. As always, the information contained in this podcast is for the information purposes only and is not designed to diagnose or be prescriptive to treat, prevent, or manage any injury, disease, or other health-related condition. Today's podcast is brought to you by Hydroxyburn Shred Ultra, nootropic thermogenic. Shred Ultra is scientifically engineered to shred body fat, ignite metabolism, and boost all-day energy while enhancing cognitive performance, focus, clarity, and mood. It combines powerful fat-burning thermogenics, garcinia, green coffee bean, guarana, caffeine, and an industry-leading 4 grams of acetyl-L-carnitine with potent nootropic ingredients at effective therapeutic doses to give you maximum results.
0: Welcome to Body Science HQ, the world of fit, happy, healthy, and like I like to add at the end of all those little intros, Stress Teflon time again.
1: How are you, mate? Very well. Always good to talk about Stress Teflon at Body Science HQ.
0: We're loving the fact that you're doing some really cool stuff on our website, the Calm Stress Support, giving away your book, and that's been a really good part of where we're at. A lot of people sending us back messages going, wow, I love the book.
1: Well, they both do the same thing. You know, Calm Stress Support, it's not about not having any stress. It's about using your stress and letting it go up and then bringing it back down again as quickly as you can. Absolutely. And that's kind of what stress teflon's about. It's about stress isn't a bad thing. We've got to have it. We've got to use it, but then we've got to get it to come down again and sort of both of them do the same thing. So, they're a really good synergy of you know something that chemically works and something that works with your brain as well. Nice, nice.
0: Mate, and we're going to talk today about friction in your environment, how to make those bad habits difficult, which I like the idea of, but even more, good habits easy.
1: Yeah. It's... I'm going to
0: chuck a scenario at you now,
1: Luke. Okay, cool.
0: We've all been in COVID. We've put a few kilos on. We want to drop some kilos for summer. It's time to get rid of ready. It's time to get that summer shred on. And I want to use this topic, how to okay. use friction in your environment to make bad habits difficult and good habits easy around yep. getting ready for summer.
1: Getting ready for summer. Mm. Okay. Well, what are the things that are going to stop you from getting ready ready for summer? Mm, fridge. Fridge. Eating the wrong things and not exercising enough. Yeah. They're going to be the two big ones, aren't Absolutely. they? Absolutely. All right. So, say so let's, let's just deal with exercise to start with. All right. So, if you wake up in the morning, what do you do?
0: Me personally, I whack a shred and go walking Yep. or surfing, the two things. So, I'm, something you mentioned earlier in other podcasts is are you committed or are you interested? Mm-hmm. So, I committed every morning. It's a surf or a walk. Yep. There's no negotiating that. It's just- And you know what? The team that I hang out with and surf with are all doing the same thing too. Like we're, yep. we're doing exactly the same it thing. It is contagious, So, isn't that's it? our morning. But my morning is rip into a shred, go for a walk. Yep. That was this morning.
1: Yep. I do the same thing. I, and one of the things, and I talk a lot about habits and making habits a stress-free thing. So making habits something that's easy mm-hmm. all right and one of the things that, that happen once you know a habit's ingrained a couple of things you talk about that habit in terms of it's part of your identity mm-hmm. I'm the sort of person that wakes up in the morning has a shred and goes for a walk or has a surf yep that's part of being you now that's right?
0: that's me right now yeah.
1: all right once you've got to the point that what you do part of your routine and particularly morning routines because if you don't you know they've been saying since Roman times that you've got to own the morning you'll own the day
0: oh that's my theory too
1: mate right that if, if there's a great quote that said if you if you lose an hour in the morning, you'll spend your whole day trying to get it back, and that's it's a great quote. I think so that's true. from Seneca. All right, but I'm the type of person who has a shred, gets up in the morning, and goes for a walk or a surf. I actually
0: get up first, and I have a shred. Yeah,
1: yeah, I don't have it in bed. <laughs> no, wow. <laughs> uh, but once once a habit's ingrained, it becomes that, and you know that because you talk about it in terms of I'm the type of person who, when you're interested in something, you know, oh, I hope I get up in the morning and have a walk.
0: Yeah, I might walk tomorrow I I really should like.
1: work tomorrow might be too cold. Exactly. You know, we were walking in the rain a week or so ago it was just like, okay, it's raining. We're committed. We just put the put the raincoat on. I yep. put a, I put a wetsuit top on and we just went for a walk. That's
0: what I have to deal with. But yeah.
1: All right. But then you're committed. All right. And one of the one of the great ways you know that, one is how you talk to yourself. The other one is when you do that thing that you're committed to, even when you have a good excuse not to I, I like love that, that concept. Yeah, me too. All right. Say so you've had a, a big night of the cans, big celebration or something. I recently turned 50. All right, had a huge night, it was massive. All right. Still wasn't up at five o'clock in the morning still took my shred. still got on the bike I went back to bed afterwards but still did my exercise still took my shred and still had my exercise in the morning and when I had that little hour-long nap or something after that I woke up fresh as a daisy best hangover cure ever No, know we're not probably <laughs> meant to meant to say it as that but in the morning if you take a shred and do some exercise your day your day's sorted out you're yeah. not you're not wasting your Sunday because you've had a big Saturday night yeah. with, with shred and exercise they are one two punch for, for feeling good in the morning nice
0: so mate you talk about your environment to make that bad- Bad habits difficult. Mm. How do I do that?
1: Well, say your bad habit is eating chocolate biscuits. Yeah. All right. If there's no chocolate biscuits in your house, it's really hard to eat chocolate biscuits. Yeah,
0: that's a that's a bubble so, world though. So,
1: yeah, but okay. So say you've got kids and there's always that sort of food, then put it at the back of the back of the pantry, the back of the fridge, hide it behind something. So it's not giving you that cue. So it's a destination. Not, so so you have to think about it deliberately. Where am I going to go? So if for you're that?
0: going there, you've got time to talk to yourself and say you are going to the place. Yeah. Not meant to
1: go. We yep. have this illusion that we, we think through everything we do, and that's why we do it. And we don't. No. We are dreaming. If we open the fridge, half the time you walk past the fridge, you're not even hungry. You've yep. just opened it out of habit. And if you look in there and you see a packet of Tim Tams sitting right front, just Boom. yelling at you, just saying, <laughs> get, in the, you know, get in my belly, um, <laughs> then you know, you're going to eat them. But if those hit Tim Tams are at the back, you know, my wife hides them at the back of the vegetable crisper. All <laughs> right. I never and that's great. <laughs> You know, same with if you want to eat more fruit and vegetables, put the apples on the bench. where well, you can see them. All right. James Clear talks about habits and he wrote a book called Atomic Habits, which if you want to look into habits. Great one to read. And one of the things he wanted to do was eat more fruit. So, he put the fruit on the bench. So, he, his habits work in a way that there's always a loop. There's always a cue, something that gets you started. There's always an action that you do and you usually want to get a reward at the end of it. All right. So, the cue was I saw the chocolate biscuits. The action was I ate the chocolate biscuits. The reward was I get a little tasty, sugary rush. Yeah. All right? But if you can remove that cue, then you won't do that action. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. That's actually good advice. So what we're doing is we're going to create friction, so we're going to make it harder to do the things we don't want to do that aren't sort of ha- helping us with our goal. And we're going to make the things that are helping with our goals easier. So if you want to go for a walk in the morning, have your shorts and your shoes and the clothes you're going to wear. Ready. Ready. Wake up, put them on straight away, and you're good to go. Yep. If you have to go farting around looking for where my shoes are, as anyone seen? The headphones, you know, all of that sort of stuff, you're creating little pinch point. can possibly, you know, lose the good habit.
0: And do you think that's something that people take you the whole day? Like if you start your day and, and there's drama in that first 10 minutes of trying to get started, do you think that drama follows you all day?
1: Yeah, it does. Drama's addictive. There's there's an element of goes on. They, they did some studies back in the 60s and these were really, they wouldn't get past an ethics committee today, but what, when they're doing any sort of brain so they quite often, while their head's open, they go in there and have a crack at other stuff they did in the 60s anyway and they worked out what part of the brain could stimulate that people would really like like it's not hard to actually take your skull off and play around with your brain while you're still awake not recommended it's kids. To, right but what they discovered is the part of the brain that people really really like was the part that was the same part that lit up when you're mildly distressed and angry okay and so that being mildly pissed off is actually something that we find really quite addictive and so is that a power play yeah i'm not exactly sure what it is but it's a i I think it's a little sweet spot of, of stress hormone yeah. that you get that little, I'm fired up here, I'm, I've got my attention. Because me- remember, stress is there to get your attention. It's there to make you notice stuff. So, it's there to make you either – it's there to either make you move or it's there to make you quit. Yeah, okay. That's the two reasons we have stress. If you didn't have stress in your life, you're not getting out of bed. Right? Your cortisol spikes in the morning for a reason to get you out of bed, all right? And once your stress levels get too high, you actually quit and you stop. So, stress is – the sweet spot is in the middle there. But going back to the friction is – if we wanna make the things that are going to that are part of our goals, we want to be fit and healthy and stuff for summer, then we put things that help that right in our eye line, we make that easy to do, and we take the things that are gonna, you know, make that harder, more difficult. So how do
0: we how do we stop and understand our emotions of those habits when we're trying to make this change? Yeah. And how do we make it seamless?
1: It's a really good really good question because what happens with all everyone talks about, oh, how long does it take to build a habit? Yeah, exactly. You've heard you've heard of yeah, this before. Exactly. Yeah. You know, there's there's science that says, you know, twenty one days you'll build a habit, 66 days, you build a habit. If you listen to any of the real habits experts, and there's quite a few, there's a guy called Judson Brewer, who's from Princeton in the States. There's another guy called BJ Fogg, who's at Stanford. And those guys have done some amazing research into this. And you can't put a time on it, but what you can do is put an emotion on it.
0: Okay, can you explain that?
1: Well, once whatever the habit done, once you've done it enough times that there's a familiarity to it, and there's also a positive emotion attached to it, you're more likely to do it again. Hey, Luke, you want to need a coffee after this? No, mate, I'm going to have a shred. Best thing ever. Get your brain working, get you fired up, get you ready to go. Way better than coffee. Luke Mathers, author,
0: stressed Teflon, says, drink shred, not coffee. Idiot. So say my habit is I just want to focus on eating better for four weeks leading into summer. Okay. So how do I apply that?
1: Get granular. Yep. Get smaller. That's really, really vague. I just want to eat better. It is, but um, most people
0: diet till Friday and then, I'm sorry, stuff it up on the weekend. You know yep. what I mean? Like if I want to go past that and make it a habit and be whatever the good version of Greg is for four weeks,
1: yep. how? I think what you've got to do is by changing your environment and changing your habits, those two things are the the two foundations will underpin the better version of you. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, you know, if it's something like I don't want to eat bad food, then you have a chat to your wife and you sort of you say, "Look, I'm not going to bring any bad food into the into the house. This day. I want to create an environment where that's easy." That's cool. If you want to if you want to have some of that stuff in the house, I want you to put it in a place where I don't see it. Yeah,
0: okay. Yep.
1: All right. Easy. Yep. You've you've basically just taken the thing that's going to make you not achieve your goals and moved it to a place where it didn't didn't give you the cue to do it.
0: And what about those mates at call you on Friday I and go, "Let's get on the cans."
1: I love them. I know. Those guys are great. Yeah. But even that, there's, when you look, go back to that habit, you get a cue, you get the action that you do and you get the reward. And I know myself with drinking, you know, I'm I'm that age where we've been pretty much drinking every single weekend for 30 years. Mm. All right. And I actually do things now. I love having a couple of beers with my friend and I'm super social. I'm like 98% extrovert. So, I'm, you know, there's people to play with. You I get excited (laughs) as you know. All right. Because it's just the ABCs and me. And there's bugger all difference between my excitement of hanging out with my friends and how, how much I drink. Mm -hmm. They're they're not even in the same ballpark, all right? So what I quite often do now is I'll have one or two beers at the start and you get your little one or two beer buzz on. And then I actually just – I fill the beer bottle with soda water.
0: Yeah, okay, soda beers.
1: Soda beers. And I love my soda beers. Everyone hangs shit on me. And I don't even try and pretend I'm not doing it. I'll pour it in front of everyone. I couldn't give a shit, all right? But there's something really cool about I'm here to be social with my friends and talk crap and have some fun. And there's no relationship there that means I need alcohol to do that. Yeah, exactly. But we're ingrained with that. I even – I have this – stuff that looks like red wine. It's this special antioxidant drink that actually looks like red wine. I actually fill fill wine bottles.
0: Yeah, because Thank yeah, you very much. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's really, really cool. And so, I actually take a bottle of my fake wine yep. to places and I'll drink that and I'll wake up fresh as a daisy. I've had a ball. I've remembered the entire night. Drink's a really weird one with that. I can, we can go into the, you know, what happens to memory and stuff with booze if you want to because Oh, let's drop two minutes in. Let's go. Well, what happens is Malcolm Gladwell <laughs> wrote a really, really great book and it was called Talking With Strangers and one of the things he looked at was the effect of alcohol has on people and what they discovered at 0.05 you lose a few of your motor skills mm-hmm. all right and you lose some inhibition all right where well, everyone likes that idea that I've lost my inhibitions yeah, go. Yeah. and that's part of the reason why booze is good yeah, okay. at 0.08 you start to get a little bit clumsier which is why you don't want anyone driving over 0.05 yep. all right the really weird part is at 0.15 you lose short-term memory wow all right so 0.15 oh, it's hard to say what well, I won't say how, much, how many beers that is but that, that's quite a lot for someone my size i'm like you know six three and 100 kilos yep so that's that's quite a lot but you'll notice that if you're sober how often people start repeating themselves all right and you know that when they start repeating themselves that their short-term memory is gone so they're saying the same thing again yeah okay and the analogy that, that that malcolm gladwell used in this book was was if you could go on a on a yacht with supermodels and awesome people who are really stimulating conversations and you know had the best time ever eat the best food in the whole entire world and go for a 2 week vacation on this super yacht but then when you came back to dock we we're going to take your memory away and you couldn't remember it would you still go mm, don't know interesting concept isn't it, is. it and the hassle is if you binge drink and you go over that 0.15 it's basically exactly what you're doing you might have had the best time of your life but you're not gonna remember it okay so I, I refer to a thing now called my window and the window is between 0.05 and 0.15 and you want to stay in there because that's where you're, you're still having the fun you still got all the inhibitions and you're still being social and but you wake up fresh as a daisy you don't get hung over too much if you don't if you don't go up more at the 0.05 end than the 0.15 end, yeah. all right? And the better thing is you remember the whole night. Yeah, nice. All right? And as much as we say, oh, no, we, I don't do it too much, it, it can happen easily, mm. all right? So, having that relationship and what that does is, you know, they talk about putting the friction in there, that I don't want to drink too much. So, one way to sort of make the friction work for you is I have the soda water ready to go. I have my bottle of fake wine and I know that after my three beers, I'm going to have soda beers, Yeah. all right? And you're still social, you're still having fun, you're still laughing and carrying on and watching the footy or doing whatever you're doing and the good part of the night's still there but you don't have to have drunk to excess to do it and you don't wake up feeling terrible the next day and then make bad food decisions and put on four kilos on the weekend. yeah
0: that's nice i also know that you have a um shred nap before those nights too
1: shred naps
0: yeah we talked about them a week or two ago so
1: yeah shred naps are fantastic you have a shred you lie down you have a sleep 25 minutes later the shred hits the system you wake up and boom you're good hang to out go. With you, mate. yeah great
0: fun no, nice well mate thanks so that's a that's a really good topic friction in your environment to make bad habits difficult and good habits easy and a little bit of how to have a drink without having to drink advice here on the end but mate you wrote the book stress teflon where do we get it
1: you can get it from body science funnily enough you can get it free when you buy calm stress support we love that
0: and we love the book and the feedback's been great on it i use it every night to go to sleep the calm calm stress stress support support. (laughs) yeah
1: and your book funnily enough calm Uh stress support every (laughs) every now and then every now and then i'll wake up wake up at you know one or two in the morning if i can't get back to sleep i have two of those and i might meditate for five or ten minutes and i'm gone yeah, at night, yeah. Calm, stress, support—great for getting your cortisol levels down, and mm-hmm. that's what—that's what. You know, cortisol's the star of the stress show. Yeah. And calm, stress, support—the the blueness and the things in that will actually get your cortisol levels down and help you get back to sleep and get that good night sleep, which we all need. So, to.
0: how do you use it? You have it on your bedside table.
1: Yeah, have it on my bedside table, and just so soon as you wake up, run. your brain goes, "Let's go." If my brain's saying "Let's go," I'm yeah, you know, I'm, I'm like Tigger. I wake up and all bouncy and get ready to go. Is I, that when
0: you look at your watch and go, "Whoa, two o'clock. Yeah, slow down, time." Two
1: o'clock. Yeah, time time to get a couple more hours into it. Yeah. And that's when I'll have a couple of calm stress support and, and go back to sleep. Okay, you
0: don't wake up drowsy or anything?
1: Not even a little bit. Oh,
0: nice. Yes. I use it at night when I've had a busy day, but I'm mm. a morning person, first thing in the morning. Yeah. So have the shred, get ready, take my calm stress support, go walk or so. Right. I like the two together.
1: Nice. Yeah, it works for me. There you go. Self science.
0: Well, wow, nothing like a study of one on yourself. Yeah. A little bit of a Dr. Craig Duncan. We love Dr. Craig. We do love him. Uh, so, everybody out there, lukemathers.com.au. If you want to contact Luke, he's the type of person we will get back to you and, and talk to you. He's doing a lot of. You've been Mentoring quite a few um, fitness trainers recently too. Yeah, to I have. It's a
1: little niche you've got. Yeah, they've been the, the fitness trainers are great. They know lots and lots of stuff about fitness, but they I think some of the things we bring up with in terms of things like habits and things like motivation and and hormones and stuff. Learning a few of those sort of things can actually really help you, you know, connect with your um your clients in a way that gets your point across in a way that's got a bit of science to it. It's not just them telling you what to do.
0: And mate, that's absolutely essential too because when you look at a trainer these days, they're doing more than showing you how to squat. Mm. Yeah, it's a pretty special occupation you know part coach part life coach part marriage counsellor part you know, daily hack motivator like you start talking what a, what a trainer coach does these days and, and the role has changed so much from back when I did my Cert 4 and did fitness you know it's, it's a whole new place for a really good person to learn and change people's lives you know and you've been doing a lot of talking with those people and I really appreciate that. Um, what you've been doing there as well it's been fun yeah nice well everybody that's Luke Mathers over and out thanks mate cheers today's podcast was brought to you by our partners in fit, happy, and healthy ASN, Nutrition Warehouse, DY Discount Vitamins, Fat Burners Only, Evelyn Fay, Mr. Supplement, or find a retailer online at bodyscience.com.au forward slash retailers.